podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness. I missed you guys. (laughs) Welcome back to, uh, I don't know, let's say a bonus episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. My name is Will, and joining me as always are my co-hosts and friends, Ray and Kat. Hi, guys. What's going on? I say bonus episode because we're on vacation technically, but uh, we couldn't keep away long enough. Kat said she missed us too much, so we got together. (laughs) Yep, I'm in a floaty in Peru right now, sipping drinks with umbrellas. Yeah, The connection sounds better than when you're across the street. So that's even- It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, because Kat missed us so much, we figured we'd get together anyway. And even though Ray's on his floaty, we thought we'll throw some stuff together to let you know, including some uh, announcements. Um, so on today's show, boy, oh boy, this is rusty when you're away for a little while. I feel like we haven't been gone for that long. <laughs> so on today's show, we're going to make a couple of announcements and we're going to go over some news stories that have been on our mind. And then that's it. Because we got to get back to uh, my ties or whatever you're drinking over there. You probably, uh, even even on vacation, Ray's drinking a Bud Light Lime, I guarantee you. No, no. <laughs> I go to the bar uh-huh. and I don't speak Spanish. So yeah. I just go, umbrella. Uh-huh. And then whatever they give me, I drink. And then I end up face down on the beach somewhere eventually. Yeah. At least he has an umbrella to keep him from getting sunburned. Right. If you take enough of those little umbrellas and yeah. hold them all together, mm-hmm. you only get sunburned on part of your body. Mm-hmm. So look, <laughs> look, the humor is not going to be level, you know, like our type A, uh, what, uh, A comedy here. We're, we're working our way up to mm-hmm. it next week, right? When we come back next uh, <laughs> week. Speaking of that, on next week's uh, episode, when we're back to f- a full week, we'll be speaking with actor Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who is the star of Kim's Convenience. You know him as Mr. Kim, or Appa, as he's Appa. known to his family. Another announcement, please. Don't make us beg. Go to podcastawards.com if you like the show at all. It's a free way to help support the show. Vote for us on that website mm-hmm. in two categories for TV and film and people's choice. And because our name uh, of our show begins with the number, it's towards the top. You barely have to do anything. You got to give your email address and stuff like that. They're not going to take it. They're not going to steal it and sell it or whatever. I've signed up a long time ago. I don't get anything from these people. Ever. Seriously. (laughs) And finally, as far as announcements go, this upcoming Saturday, July 17th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, we will be speaking on Facebook Live with Diane Franklin. Now, that'll be over on our content partner, the uh, 80s Rules, on their Facebook page. We'll put a link on our Facebook page, too, so you can find it. But it'll be on the 80s rule. Diane Franklin, you know her from so many things from the 1980s. Uh, what do you got there? Bill uh, and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The Last American Virgin. Mm-hmm. So one of the early ones. Better Off Dead. There you go. Right. Amityville 2. Uh, the Possession. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and that too. So anyway, come with your questions because she's going to be speaking live with us and answering questions from folks in the audience. I, I have something to share. Oh, okay. I wore my 1980s Now t-shirt yesterday yes. to a Spartan race. Oh. It was last minute. Yeah. What is a Spartan race? Big oily men in sandals. <laughs> that's what well, that is. That is, oh. that's the, yes, the uh, inspiration behind it. I see. And, and they have the helmet as their logo. Mm-hmm. So last minute I decided to wear my t-shirt. I thought, oh, who knows, maybe somebody will notice it'll spark a conversation and oh. it did oh <laughs> the the guys who were running the ski lift mm-hmm. at blue mountain were awesome they were fun <laughs> and 
they noticed my t-shirt and they all love the eighties oh. and I encouraged them to listen to the podcast. Super cool. And so I, I hope that they're listening. One of them was a fellow Duran Duran fan like myself mm-hmm. and he started peppering me with trivia questions, Oh, <laughs> which I, was slightly stressful. How did you do? Um, about 50, 50. I did pretty mm-hmm. well. He knew more than I did though. Mm. He, he was very impressive. <laughs> Isn't it something when a guy comes up to you, it could be a you know, guy or gal, and starts peppering you with trivia questions just so they can show you how much they know. <laughs> Rude. It, it was cool. It was fine. Oh, it was, it was, cool. it was okay. fun right. and, um, mm. and a highlight of my day. So just wanted to, to share that. Okay, cool. Hey, you know, look, this is a bonus episode of sorts, I suppose, but it's not without 1980s news. Today on 1980s news... Let's just talk about Indiana Jones, right? It's been on my mind since we're on vacation because you get dribs and drabs of different things. And uh, I've got nobody else to talk to uh, about it. So, Kat, thanks for calling us out of our vacation, uh, sending out the uh, <laughs> 1980s now symbol. In the... <laughs> so we can talk about these things. So uh, I suppose first up, we've got a, a video, a new video from Doomcock. The DVD Overlord, or the Overlord DVD. I don't remember how he says his name. <laughs> we talked about Doomcock a while ago. One of his, uh, pr- pr- what's that, pr- prognostications? Prognostications. Prognostications, you know, probably, <laughs> uh, I don't know, was it a year ago? It was during, it was last year, during the 19, 19- no, no, no. It was, hmm, it was before Rise of Skywalker came out, I think, or right after oh. it came out, maybe. And he was predicting Nuh-uh. Captain Kennedy was out. Yeah, it was after because I predicted that mm-hmm. before anybody else. Oh, okay. Well, one thing I am learning from Dukecock is it seems he he steals his quote unquote predictions uh, from other people. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, with regards to uh, the new Indiana Jones film, he's got some very interesting theories that he said he learned from his. Uh, spies, his Hollywood mm-hmm. spies. He said, and unlike often, you know, usually he's got his, his uh, Hollywood spies have to dig up information. No, this is different this time. Now this source came to his spies. Of course, he puts out a disclaimer that, you know, he doesn't know that necessarily how reliable these sources are, but, but he certainly doesn't stop him from, you know, presenting them. <laughs> so when, you know, when pondering over why contacts would reach out to his Hollywood spies, because, you know, Doomcock is, he's concerned that maybe they're not legitimate, of course. He asked why they were coming forward. And they said, well, that there's a lot of indie fans that are working on this film and they all hate what Kathleen Kennedy is going to do to indie. All right. Maybe we should just take these things as they come. First of all, Kathleen Kennedy's not doing anything to Indy. She's the producer of the film. That's a lie. She's not the oh. producer. What are you talking about? She's the one what? trying to ruin Indy. That's what she's trying to do. All right. How much sense does that make? This is a woman who makes a living off of having successful films. Have you heard what's going on? Did you actually watch Doomcock's video? Of course. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. That's what this segment that's is. That's what I'm saying. But what we heard him say, does that mean it's actually what's going on? <laughs> Well, look what she did to Star Wars. That was all her. But what did she do? Mm-hmm. The Force is female? Are you kidding me, dude? Come on. So so, so, let me get the theory here. That the producer, the person at Disney, is telling the directors and writers what they should write about. Absolutely. What they have to write about. Absolutely. And someone like J.J. Abrams, who doesn't have to take a job from anybody, is saying, okay, we'll do that. Well, eventually he's going to come out and say, I was strong-armed into making those movies. Ray, man, you know what I just realized? I've been trying to unmask Doomcock. He's been on this show. 
for the last two years. <laughs> That's so funny because I was playing that video again. I thought, yeah. all right, I'm going to listen to this thing again. And my daughter said, is that Ray? <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Gonna, I said, no, he's not cursing enough. He's not swearing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to try lowering the pitch of Ray's voice and see what we get. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy does not try to, one, does not want to ruin her reputation, get fired from her job. And she doesn't have, while she does get to say what does or doesn't happen at the studios, folks like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson aren't going to take projects that they don't want to do. There's a lot of money involved in in Star Wars, even if you make a lousy piece of crap movie. Okay, but there's more money involved if you make a good movie, right? Mm -hmm, Yes, mm -hmm. but there's still so much money that it doesn't matter what you make. It still doesn't explain why someone would sabotage their career. (sighs) Needless to say, this woman has a long track record (laughs) of being the producer or executive producer of tons of movies we love. Gremlins, Mm -hmm. Young Sherlock Holmes, Back to the Future, Goonies. So on and so forth throughout the 1980s mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. today. Is she mm-hmm. as responsible for the success of those? Uh, I'm not sure since uh, Lucas is gone. I think maybe he was the one. She was just riding his uh, coattails. Okay. And I think left to her own devices, she's just mm-hmm. pushing issues that she shouldn't be pushing. Okay. Make a good movie. Well, I will say this much then. She, did, she's, she was not the producer of the Star Wars uh, prequels. That was Lucas. Mm-hmm. And those are probably better than the sequels. Mm-hmm. I would argue no. I'm with Will on this. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Well, of course you are. Yeah. That's fine. What do you mean, of course? This woman's got like two dozen wildly successful films, maybe three dozen, that nobody has an issue with. But my, I guarantee this Doomcock probably wouldn't give her credit as a producer, but he's quick to say that films that he doesn't like, that she's responsible what well like i said what has she done since they kicked lucas out and won't let him participate did you like the mandalorian yeah i like the mandalorian but she doesn't have a lot to do with that how do you know what she has anything to do with her doc you can tell by the way the show runs oh no she's the producer of the mandalorian that's the same title she had as the producer for The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise you of Skywalker. You can tell she she doesn't have anything to do with that show. You can just tell oh, by the way it's written. This is such nonsense. This is such <laughs> woman-hating b- that it's drives me crazy. It's not woman-hating. It is 100%. The two issues that Doomcock takes with this is that Kathleen Kennedy is involved, a woman, that she's going to make a woman, Indiana Jones, which is nonsense, another woman, and this stupid puppet that he controls, which is obviously the same guy doing the voice, probably in his real voice, who sounds he's like on friggin' helium, says this There's thing about Phoebe Wallerbridge that he's, let me see, I have the quote here, I wrote here. The, the stupid mm-hmm. puppet says he, quote, hates that they're adding Phoebe Wallerbridge to add woke <laughs> What woke yeah. is being added that he knows about? <laughs> none, none, is zero, it? none. Uh, this is a dude who doesn't like women. And I guarantee that's not true. Why he's that's hiding not his voice true. and his face is because he doesn't want to be outed. That's as such. absolutely not true. He just hates Kathleen Kennedy. <sighs> a great movie and a great show is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> and do- <laughs> doesn't make a bad movie or a bad show just because somebody doesn't like it. Okay. So, so right. Do you generally like Doomcock's assessment or appraisal of things? <laughs> I, I enjoy him because you have to take it with a grain of salt. Because a lot of it is just rumors and speculation that he talks about. But, um, man, if he nails this one, man, it's going to be bad. He's not, he's not nailing anything. I can guarantee, I can't, 
look, we're going to have to put this on the board of the, of the many things we're going to have to follow up on that are just, that are not going to come true. <laughs> but you know what? Since I'm always a step ahead of him, yeah. I'm going to do it again and say, uh, Leonardo is going to be the next Indiana oh, Jones. For sake. A step ahead of who? Doomcock? Everybody. Right. Everybody. Doomcock and everybody. I... Leonardo DiCaprio will be the next Indiana Jones. Where are you getting that from? Turn around and show her, I Ray. Just, I had a, a premonition. Turn around no. and show her. <laughs> I had a premonition of this. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Th- this is the level of... Uh, this is the bar that folks that watch the internet need <laughs> to, to feel like they have information. Premonition level. Now. I'm not a journalist. Neither is Doomcock. I didn't go to school to be a journalist. I can just say whatever I want. Neither did Doomcock. We don't know. He could be Ted Koppel for all we know. I'm not sure he's not <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know why he's, she's sabotaging her own career. Or he could be He could be the other guy. <laughs> who, George the, Lucas. He's probably George Lucas. Nah, it's yeah. not George Lucas. It's the, the guy who played uh, Hap. Oh, f- oh yeah. f- John um, Favreau. John yeah, Favreau John could be Doomcock. Yeah, could be. Oh, no. Um, but I noticed that Doomcock says he won't even watch Crystal Skull because he could tell it's garbage. <laughs> and I disagree with him on that. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I said, take it with a grain of salt. All right. More stuff that he said that's just basically verifiable nonsense. He said that because of the rumors that he's about to reveal, uh, these stories, that's no wonder that Spielberg ran away from the film. Absolutely true. Spielberg's the producer. <laughs> yes, but he's not. Uh, isn't he just an executive producer? Like he's really not doing anything. No, he is still <laughs> he is still hands on and very involved in the film. But well, wait a second. Let's just say he's a producer. Kathleen uh-huh. Kennedy's a producer. <laughs> this is no, 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 no. More woman She's a producer. Nonsense. He's an executive producer, or the other way around. Which which one's more important? It, it, it doesn't really matter. It, Regardless, this seems like a matter of convenience. If you like something, then yeah. it's so-and-so, or, it, you know, it's because of so-and-so. And if you don't like something, it's because of so-and-so. I, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth right <laughs> no, now. Okay. now he, <laughs> Doomcock also says this is also the reason why Lucas ran. Now, one, we just, let's just keep that in mind, because something later on we want to talk about about this. So, so Luke, the idea is that Lucas is running because the story that, that's happening based on these rumors or these leaks he's got is so wild that even Lucas isn't interested. All right, just just keep that in mind. We're going to talk about something. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so the one of the things is that uh, comes of this leak, actually, he says, is that his sources tell him that uh, in the story, Indiana Jones is retiring uh, as from his uh, you know teaching job, and uh, I guess presumably his archaeology you know, hobby, too, or side gig, uh, and Phoebe Wallerbridge is playing his uh, teaching assistant. And the, st- the uh, leaker goes on to tell him that <laughs> that these characters Leaker. bring these characters essentially, as I recall, uh, you know, talk their way into the school where he teaches and are trying to get their, their hands on these artifacts that are at the school or, you know, it's very, there's so many reasons this thing doesn't make any sense. But anyway, they get their hands <laughs> on these artifacts. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character manages to shoot one of them. So now the teaching assistant is fine with murder uh, to stop theft, I guess. Okay, sure. Let's just say that's fine. And somehow now, these characters who turn out to be Nazis, although for some reason, Doomcock will not say Nazis. He says Yahtzees. Uh, oh, I didn't notice that. I, I don't know if that's-, that's a, It's just a thing he does. Okay. Um, they, they use these artifacts to open a portal in Stonehenge. Now, somehow they're in Stonehenge, even though we're just 
They're in school in uh, America. Okay. They open a portal that is a time door back to the 1940s. They go through this portal, and now somehow Indiana Jones and his teaching assistant, who are there when this gets opened, decide to follow after them through the portal. Come on. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, yeah. if you see that in the theater, what? and that's what happens, yeah. it's going to be hard not for me to yell, boo. <laughs> First of all, you as much as I, you know, uh, bemoaned the uh, plot of Crystal Skull <laughs> and the fact that that even got made. I think there are probably yeah. lessons learned from that because yeah. most critics and theater goers did not like that film. They're not going from aliens now to time travel. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I do. I do. So, okay, I do. I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about this one. All right. Now, of course, you know, we do know, and Doomcock says that this is, you know, the, the rumors, these rumors, these leaks are bolstered by the fact that we have these set photos that reveal that some portion of it's going to be set in the 1940s. There's going to be a young or Indiana Jones because we know he's got those tracking dots on, on, on Harrison, has those, Harrison Ford has those dots on his face. So mm-hmm. the leak goes on to say that now that we're in the 1940s, we've got two Indiana Joneses, the young one and the old one. Uh, and this is what uh, Ray was referring to earlier. There are two possible endings, the leaker says. So the leaker knows everything else definitively except the ending, which there's two possibilities. Because we know when they shoot films, they usually write scripts with two different endings. And they're like, I guess we'll just <laughs> see how it goes. Now, technically, you know this is true. A lot of mm-hmm. times they have a false ending and a real ending so that people can't give it away. You know that to be fact. If that's true, then I don't know why this leaker doesn't know, except for the fact that they, they don't know the real one either. And that would make me question everything that they were provided then. But we have what we have. And according to the, the, this uh, leaker, there's two possible endings. In both of them, the old version of Indiana Jones from the 1960s, who traveled back in time, He dies, so both times. In one ending, however, the young Indiana Jones also dies. And and (laughs) the the fedora falls off of his head, I suppose. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character takes it, puts it on, and takes it it over. Mm -hmm. At which point, Doomcock's puppet, who's like, what, Cthulhu, (laughs) right? It's a Cthulhu (laughs) puppet in like a jar or something. (laughs) Says that we're going to see the, quote, switch from bullwhip to bull. Yeah. What does that mean? You know exactly what that means. I have no idea what that means. That means the little puppet is saying they're going to make Indy a female. What does that mean that now it goes, what does that have to do with being bull? Uh, What's happening with every superhero movie? Um, What did they do with Thor? um, What's going on with Thor right now? You mean if you're talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, Jane Foster- is going to be taking over the Thor uh, role for a short period of time. What are they always as she, as she did in the comics years ago? Okay, I'm just saying else? though. What are they? What is Hollywood's favorite thing to do? I know what you're implying, but I don't know that I agree. It's their favorite thing to do. But if you're suggesting it, make absolutely. movies that have protagonists that represent 50 percent of the world population, uh, so make new ones. Make new. What ones. What is the problem here? First of all, I don't believe this at all. They're not doing that. They're not doing that for a lot of reasons, mainly because Spielberg and Harrison Ford said that when Harrison Ford stops making these movies, there never will be an Indiana Jones ever again. They said, and I just told you that's wrong. Yeah, I know. But we know that you're also full of shit. 
like Doom Cock. Hey, we know Disney. <laughs> Disney is not going to shut down Indiana Jones just because two guys told them they had to. They own it. They're going to do what they want. Well, supposedly some other quote reliable sources are saying we're getting a new young Indiana Jones Chronicles on Disney mm-hmm. Plus soon. So maybe there will be a younger one because there is a precedent for that. But there, there's mm-hmm. no woman that's taking over and being, quote, Indiana Jones. She wouldn't even be Indiana Jones. She'd be something else. Right. I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of hooky pooky to me. And to bolster this rumor, uh, Doomcock says, quote, remember Kathleen Kennedy is producing the film. Yeah. As if every that. film she produces has a female takeover. Again, this woman has produced a lot of movies. And if you're going to use Ray in this recent Skywalker sequels as proof that she's trying to make every protagonist now a female or every protagonist that was a male gender swap to a female character, there is no track record. We're talking about three films among, again, dozens of films that most people listening to this show love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Okay. I really don't care. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's garbage. If I walked around wearing a shirt that said the force is male, mm-hmm. I'd be ripped up and down. She's allowed to yes. do what she wants. For, forget it. I'm done with her. I don't want to talk about her no more because it just makes me angry. Oh, man. Move on. Bad breakup. Because she, <laughs> she wears a shirt that says the force is female? Yeah, that's garbage. And you know it's garbage. No, no I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Yeah, oh, my God. This is ridiculous. I love that this is a bonus episode. This isn't a real <laughs> episode, folks, because we don't really talk like this. Ridiculous. <laughs> so the, in, the other, in the other story, movie ending, young Indy lives and then he helps uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character get back to her time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both nonsense. There's no time travel. In this. There's definitely not going to be time travel. I can't wait till this, this time travel door oh, opens me and they too. jump through. Me too. I cannot wait. I can't wait till it doesn't. <laughs> you know, f- I'm all in now. This is going to be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> <we lost> <laughs> what? Uh, this thing's going to do a billion dollars opening weekend. It's going to be the greatest movie yeah. ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to be a cinematic masterpiece. They're going to talk about it with Citizen Kane and yeah. movies like that. <laughs> of course, uh, Doomcock does say that these rumors are presented for entertainment purposes only. Perhaps right. we need that disclaimer on our show yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, Ray, we couldn't put that disclaimer on our show because so far this episode has not been entertaining. Been infuriating. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, if anything, it's like watching a tennis match for me. If anything, yeah. uh, Doomcock has gotten right. And moving on to real news now, it does seem that the film is set in the 1960s. Uh, back in January, D- James Mangold had tweeted that uh, something to the extent that all the films I'm working on right now are set in the 1960s. And folks took that to mean it must include the Indian- Indiana Jones film, which of course we knew he was working on back then. Mm-hmm. And there's been more, there's been other news that bolsters this fact. Uh, the Illuminati in May of 2021 had reported that Mads Mikkelsen would be playing the villain. So we do know that he's playing the villain. Although we were, Ray and I were confused as to what country Mads Mikkelsen's actually from. He's actually from what, uh, Scandinavia. Yeah, (laughs) Norwegian or something like that. But his character has been described as a Nazi scientist enlisted into NASA by the United States to work on the space agency's moon landing initiative, which is something actually that it turns out actually really did happen in the 60s where uh, an operation called Paperclip was a real life clandestine effort by the U.S. to recruit Nazi scientists after the end of World War II. In fact, uh, Werner von Braun was an aerospace engineer who worked for the U.S. military and was integral to the Apollo program. 
Now, we do also know, according to them, because I trust that they have reliable sources, that an actor named Seanette Renee Wilson will be playing Mads Mikkelsen's villain's CIA handler. And she's the one that's going to make sure that, you know, he doesn't do any Nazi stuff, I suppose, while he's working for the U.S. government. But mm-hmm. there'll also be a, a female villain who's described as a, quote, evil and brutal killer. And she will be working with Mads Mikkelsen's character. I'm thinking that's probably what who Phoebe Wallerbridge is playing, if anyone at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Some okay. teaching assistant. Well, as we know, yep. his teaching assistant, who's female, yep. is always the bad guy. That's just how this works. I feel like I missed like something. If you, if you read the books. Oh, okay. Is that right? Mm-mm. Then you would know every girl he bangs who's like oh, a boy. college student is the bad guy. Wait, he bangs his students and he, they're the bad guys? In the books? Absolutely. They trick really? him. They trick him. Oh, Jesus oh dear. Christ. They trick this him? Is just, look, this is what? becoming a commercial now <laughs> for anti- <laughs> Uh, feminism, I suppose. That's not true. <laughs> the books, are, the book is set in 1930 something. But it wasn't it's written a, then. A, it was written a, in the 1990s. <laughs> well, I didn't write the book. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it says. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so it does seem that, you know, based on that alone, it would be, make sense that the film is going to be set in the 1960s during the space race, because mm-hmm. we know that the Apollo 11 landed in the, on the moon in the late 1960s. Now to bolster this, uh, these rumors, these rumors or this information, there's been a set of uh, photos that were taken uh, or, or published rather in the Glasgow Times showing that the streets of Glasgow, Scotland have been dressed to look like those of New York City. And there's one particular set uh, decoration that helps pinpoint the, the time that the movie's taking place. There's a banner reading, Welcome Home, Armstrong, Aldrin, Collins. Oh, wow. And what appears to be like a contemporary travel agency being redressed to look like a, I guess, a vintage travel agent. Mm-hmm. Of course, Armstrong, Aldrin, and Collins were the, the, the uh, astronauts who uh, landed uh, on the moon in the Apollo 11 uh, mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that ticker tape parade that this seems to be maybe a part of, this banner, took place in New York City on August 13th, 1969. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this is a cheap attempt at a throwback when he gets yep. Hitler's autograph and he's just there to get the autograph from the astronauts. Hey, maybe it's just like Bill and Ted. He just travels through time. He needs a bunch of people yeah, to help save the future. Just, oh, that would be awesome if that's what this movie was. Oh, right. And he needs Hitler. Like in the first, the original right. Bill and Ted script. They bring Hitler back. Yeah. They grab uh, whoever else they need. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Now, you know, for look, for all the... I don't know, concerns I have of this. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How romantic and swashbuckling would it feel to be set in 1969 or, you know, the 70s? Rather than Nazis, if it's set in the 60s, why can't the hippies be the bad guys? (laughs) (laughs) So they're there protesting. (laughs) So they're there protesting the Vietnam War and our involvement. (laughs) And Indiana just just tears through a crowd of them. Just on his motorcycle. Oh, that'd be great. Punching and swing. Yeah. Uh, but Mads Mikkelsen said did, which is unusual for actors uh, when they're you know being asked to consider being in a role or audition. He got to read the whole script, and he Ooh. said that quote everything it was everything I wished it to be. So that was just great. Yeah, Ooh. a big pile of money coming his way. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about the yeah right his bank account. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. Now the other bit of news that we got uh, during our vacation here since the last time we talked you you will recall of course we did learn that uh, Harrison Ford was injured during a fight uh, the rehearsal for a fight scene so the 78 year old actor is still uh, alive and kicking we we didn't know at the time of the report how severe it was but there were rumors that uh, followed and I believe Kat had mentioned them too that Harrison Ford may be out for several weeks 
Uh, and I've heard some story or saw some stories that uh, he may be out for even several months and that mm. production was going to be shut down in the meantime. However, on Twitter, the director, James Mangold, responded to a user who was seemingly expressing concerns over the possibility that uh, uh, the show was, uh, the movie was being shut down. Uh, James Mangold responded, we're all good shooting, but thanks. Very good. One other bit of uh, interesting news in connection with the uh, sort of the revelations that came out was that uh, while we've seen many photos leak since production began, the first images were actually uh, that of uh, what appeared to be production starting at Bamberg Castle in Northumberland, uh, in, the, in the United Kingdom. In er- mm-hmm. And those were in early June. And those photos led some fans to speculate that Spielberg, who's the, quote, hands-on producer uh, for the film, uh, directed <laughs> by James Mangold, Race. is recycling the Scottish ghost opening from the original script for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which was written by Chris Columbus. Hmm. <laughs> that initial uh, draft of the script, which was called Indiana Jones and the Monkey King, opened with uh, Indiana Jones being interrupted on vacation in Scotland to have to face off against a Scottish ghost named Baron Seamus Seagrove III. <laughs> I'm okay with, if this is the opening, I'm okay with it. Yep. Um, I think they made a good choice to not use it in the other movie Yeah, because I think River Phoenix was perfect as a young Indiana Jones. Yep. But if he wants to fight it, if we're, you know what? Let's fight a ghost. <laughs> If this is going to be the biggest movie that's ever been made, let's fight a ghost. What the hell? Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. No. No, no, no. Absolutely. We already talked to a ghost to get a cup. Uh, I don't think now that was a, now. That guy wasn't a ghost. He just lived forever. He was there for 500 years, then he disappeared. He had the cup. He was a ghost. The cup makes you immortal. He was blue. Well, did, I don't know that he was eating. All he had was a cup and water. Exactly. He was a ghost. Dude needed some iron from something. You know what? Bring bring Scooby and the gang in too. They can help. Now this got me looking into though this this idea that there were some scripts for Indiana Jones films that were never made, and I did confirm in fact that there was an Indiana Jones and the Monkey King uh, script written by Christopher Columbus. And what happened was, you know, Temple of Doom comes out, and it's a very mm-hmm. dark film, and folks are mixed about whether or not they like this film. I happen to like it a lot. Other people mm-hmm. don't like it uh, because of, again, how s- the tone changed from the first uh, swashbuckling uh, mm-hmm. serial. So what they thought they would do is approach Christopher Columbus, who had written somewhat, quote unquote, family friendly films, <laughs> ranging from <laughs> the Gremlins and Goonies, you know, you sort of, sort of uh, you know, two different ends of a spectrum, I suppose, to make mm-hmm. something that was maybe a little more palatable to folks who didn't, uh, were turned off by the second film in the franchise. So, yeah, in fact, he did pen this script that starts off with uh, Indiana Jones fighting against empty uh, suits of armor. Wow. S- seemingly animated, you know, in connection with this uh, ghost. Eventually, back at school, he, he uh, gets uh, sent off on this uh, adventure that's kicked off by a message received from Tiki, an African pygmy who claims to know the location of the lost city of Sun Wukong, uh, who's the monkey king. Tiki says he's 200 years old thanks to an enchanted peach pit that he wears around his neck. <laughs> enchanted peach pit. <laughs> hey, if Columbus wrote it, I would love to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every movie he ever made is gold. He doesn't have a bad one. In this film, Ray, like you're saying about the books, Indy boards a ship with a stowaway he's unaware of. His young teaching assistant, Betsy Tuffett, who has Uh-oh. a schoolgirl crush on her professor. Yep. And we know where that's going to end up. 
<sighs> he's going to bang her and he's, she's going to be the bad guy. And she's the bad guy. I mean, it's obvious. Well, <laughs> as this is this. Andy this, never learns this, le- this lesson though. He, he makes this mistake over and over again. Oh my goodness. It's one of his redeeming qualities oh, that he just it. always, he just always thinks women are so awesome. And he's surprised every time they're the bad guy. Well, <laughs> yes, that's right. He's so naive and innocent. He sleeping is. with his, sleeping with his students, <laughs> including Marion, who, if you recall in the first movie, when she meets him, says that uh, when he abandoned her and left her, she was only a quote child. Right. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say to any of this. <laughs> you just go along with it. Don't fight it. Uh, yeah. It's like a current in the ocean. You can't, you know, you're just going to tie yourself out and then get drowned. <laughs> um, now, this is a little different though, because it seems that uh, based on this synopsis that was provided by Mental Floss back in 2012, that she does you know, try to come on to him in a number of different ways. Early on, after Indy says he's going to travel without her, she tries to commit suicide in, quote, funny ways, like hanging herself with Indy's whip, dousing her body with bourbon and lighting a match that Indy promptly blows out, and trying to drop a 150-pound urn off the top of a bookshelf onto her head. This is what? how she's trying to get his attention? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Now, they ultimately def- do def- uh, find this uh, secret uh, kingdom that is being, you know, uh, populated by a number of highly uh, evolved, I say, or maybe not highly, of evolved uh, gorillas who are, who are protecting this, uh, this uh, city, I suppose. Um, <laughs> now, Mental Floss points out how a number of the different uh, items or, or story or plot points, different scenes in these various scripts that never got made are recycled in other films, which is why some folks think that maybe the Scottish ghost is appearing in the uh, Indiana Jones 5. But one of the things that was, for example, seems to have been used in Last Crusade is that, uh, you know, when um, Indy has to rescue um, his dad from a tank or he's fighting against the tank. In this one, <laughs> Indy is, is uh, going against a three-story, 100-foot-long tank that um, at some point uh, is... is uh, the gorillas are able to break into the tank and take over, and they're shown driving the tank, now donning some of the Nazi uniforms. Oh, please make this movie. <laughs> please start over and make Indy and the Monkey King. God. Three-story tank? I, I got stuck back there. What? I don't understand how this movie didn't get made. I am flabbergasted right now. Yeah. Great word. Yeah. Anyway, there's a number. Of, there's just, there's a number of very uh, interesting things that were in this script, of course, that never got made. Um, although some of wow. them, as you mentioned, are, are, are recycled in the Last Crusade. And I, I wonder if this is something that got recycled in the Crystal Skull Ray. They, they say there was a scene where um, the the women, two two women, Claire and Betsy. Claire is another character that's introduced at some point in the film. They, quote, talk to the apes using a series of grunts and moans, telling them to swing down on vines to attack the tank, which reminds me of that scene, you know, with Mutt leading the yeah, little I was gonna uh, say, monkeys. You know what? I'm okay with the monkey scene. Yeah. So I'd be okay with gorillas wearing Nazi uniforms and talking to people. What the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I actually want this movie. Well... <laughs> The, uh, regarding the, dude, this thing sounds awesome. How did yeah. this not happen? Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to start emailing people, right? 
<laughs> yeah, Christopher Columbus, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding the ghost scene, it turns out that was actually written for the as the original opening of Temple of Doom, but Spielberg had just come off production of Poltergeist and said he didn't want to do another haunted house scene <laughs> soon. Um, and the final bit that I thought was interesting, and again, there's tons, you can check out Mental Floss for, for more information about this, was that there was going to be a character whose arm was a machine gun. And that, and that was actually a character that was originally going to appear in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You were going to have something mm-hmm. of a pre-computer age cyborg who had a machine gun arm and a mechanical eye and a radio transmitter permanently attached to his ear. I, I don't think that would have been good for Raiders. No. Right. But for this movie, mm-hmm. I they got to bring it back. Bring, <laughs> put that in there. <laughs> Let's bring do it. it. Make it as crazy as possible. That's right. <laughs> Billion dollars opening weekend. This thing, cyborgs, time travel, um, (laughs) monkeys driving tanks. I'm all in on this one. Yeah. Look, I don't know that I'd want to see the the thing about Indiana Jones, right? And this is what bothers me about any of these things and including the speculation by Doomcock is the first movie is so good because it feels so grounded. Now at the Mm -hmm. end, we do see ghosts seemingly coming out of the ark and killing a bunch of Nazis. That stuff seems like the first real supernatural element mm-hmm. but these other films uh and there's 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 others there's uh, i haven't told you about indiana jones and the saucer men from mars or indiana what? jones in the city of the gods um that you know involve aliens and some other things that just really mm-hmm. take it make it on either supernatural or mm-hmm. um what's the word for something that's not of earth not unearthly Unearthly? Not of this earth. Not of this earth. That's exactly the phrase you're looking for. Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. For me, it automatically takes it out of this realm of these swashbuckling serials and puts it in, you know, it's science fiction now. Slash Gordon. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, once Leonardo takes over, we'll hit all these scripts. It'll be fine. We might as well. (laughs) I mean, what are we we doing here? If you put another character, sure, I'd be curious to see these things. Yeah, just don't call it Indiana Jones, I guess. No, I'm just saying, I'm I'm okay if it's Indiana Jones moving forward, you know, respect. If it's a man. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, It it has to be a man. That's just the way this thing works. But, um, well, she can be a different character and have her own movie. You know, she can be Tomb Raider. Why don't they make a good movie of that? Instead of the garbage they gave us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying when Leonardo yeah, takes over, yeah. bring some mm-hmm. bring some Martians in with flying saucers. <laughs> let's do Area 51. Let's let's go get it. It'll um, be tough to compete with this one though, since this is gonna be the greatest movie ever made. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be tough. Makings of it. You know, maybe at some other point we can get it further into these other scripts that were never made. It's really they're just amazing. It's amazing that I don't know how, um, it's amazing, I suppose, that in spite of these really fantastical scripts, we got the ones we did get. The first three, not the, not the fourth one, which is, you know. This is hurting my brain, all this speculation. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> you know, again, we're going to have to wait until 2022 to find out if, uh, if Ray is right <laughs> or Ray is wrong. We're not allowed to talk about this anymore. Not <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait till the movie comes out and then we watch it. And how long will we have to wait to find out if you're right about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? I, I'm playing the long game as usual. Yes. So you want to put a date on that or not? Uh, I say they announce it in 2023. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, this was a bonus episode, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Here's the really important information. Please vote for, if you liked our show, if you like yeah. hearing uh, people fight about whether they should be woke or be uh, or hate women, because uh, that's your two choices, apparently. <laughs> and see, that's what the woke person says to Bobby. He calls me the toxic male. I don't like that. Well, that's who, mean. Wait, who you call- hurt my feelings, dude. You hurt Uh-oh. my feelings. I didn't call you a toxic male. I was thinking it. But I didn't say it. Mm. But you are able to see things that are going to happen just, in the future, right? So just makes me sad when you're mean to me. I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> hey, if you if you feel bad for Ray, vote for a podcast award because that would make him happy. Yeah, uh, that would. Go to podcastawards.com. TV and film and uh, People's Choice. Diane Franklin, July seventeenth. That's on Saturday, eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Come with your questions, please, Reese. We want to talk with you, and we'll be back next week with the real episode. This is a non-canon episode. This is like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. It doesn't count. And you didn't really have to listen to it because we don't want it to taint your other experience Mm. of the show so far. Right? Right. Yeah. It's just just like, uh, what is that? The Last Jedi? Yeah. Any of those things. It's just like that. Any of the three sequels or the three prequels. Matrix 2 and 3. So many things you shouldn't watch. Speed 2. Speed. Yeah. What? Cruise Control. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hey, we will be back next week with the full episode where we'll be speaking with Paul, son, young Lee of Kim's Convenience. And, you know, it'll be like a real show then. Right. Okay. Hey, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. See ya. Later. Later.